Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I represent socialism on the other side of the... You do a very good job of it. By not turning on my microphone, you have (laughs) obviously proven once again that you are a passive-aggressive socialist. (laughs) All right. On the other side of the tent plastic is Mr. Joe McGranahan. He represents capitalism and all things American. Don't say that like it's derogatory. What? American. American. Yeah, Yeah, you're an American. I'm an American. So if you, you say it derogatorily derogatorily is bad. Okay. All right. So that's Joe McGranahan. And uh, no, I, don't I, I represent, me that easily. <laughs> I represent more Confusion. justice and equality and unity and the America, the, the real American way. No, you represent ambiguity confusion. Oh, no, no, that's, <laughs> I represent a lot of things. None of them involve, uh, ambiguity, ambiguity. All right. Don't make up a new word. Why not? I don't know. It's, it's just what hard, we do. Enough to, hard enough for me to follow the ones you do use. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> me, we have Mr. Rob Center on the other side of the glass, and he does a fabulous job handling your calls and serving as our producer. So, we appreciate that. Uh, he's worked so hard this week, we're going to give him next week off. So. Oh, okay. He'll be out Why don't we take next week off, too? All right. Done deal. Why don't we do best of? <laughs> I think that's a plan. All right. Well, that was easy enough. So considering we take every week the 4th of July week off, we might as well make this year <laughs> no exception. Why is it that when we say we're going to do a best of half the audience laughs. looks at the radio, <laughs> cocks one eyebrow, and says, best of? Gee, I must have missed those shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know I always get that in my, in, in my memos when I send them out to the front desk and it says, we're doing best of. They reply, best of, question mark. And, and <laughs> when say, was this? <laughs> precisely when are you going to find one of those? Well, we should say, call it what passes for best of okay. with us. Right. Just actually what it is is uh, despite their, their well-meaning intention of not coming on the show, we have had some great guests. And so that's generally what I use for best right. of. Uh, Josh Van Kirk, uh, Chad Coors, Jason Bendel, Dr. G. Terry Madonna. Um, let's see. Uh, Harvey Edwards was here. Senator Gordner, even though he was talking about COVID legislation, just a fabulous Q&A with the uh, talking about um, the the way constituents can get their voices heard in Harrisburg and make a big difference. So he really right. had some super answers there. We've talked about racism. We'll hear about some of those discussions again. Uh, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller scheduled to call the show Friday morning at 8.30. So we'll talk about that uh, at that On time. On Friday morning. On the Mark sponsor. So next week's Best Of, and then uh, we'll launch into new programs on the f- uh, the next week. Unless the world comes to an end. 
then during the week we're off. Well, it could very well. <laughs> On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com or text us at 70236, as we have quite a few texts left over from yesterday. So, uh, Joe. And some from today. Yeah, Joe, have you had a chance to sift through some of this input? I have. Um, this one refers to a car, our caller, Steve, yesterday. He said, Steve started his whole call with a lie. Trump never asked Russia, China, or Ukraine for election help. There are stories of mail-in ballots from Georgia, cleaned, kept in the home, and then took care, I'm sorry, from Georgia, or one of the Carolinas ending up in Maryland, so no fraud could possibly happen. Yeah, right. Why does the left continue to frighten people about voting in public, yet support massive protests? Good question. Uh, the wait. So the left is arguing against voting. No, no, they're in favor. Of yeah, I was going to say it's a good system. Many of the Republicans feel that there's a potential for voting fraud there that they worry about. Mm. Well, I th- I, that's sound sound concern, but it's been. It, we do a lot of mail-in voting. We do a lot of it well. And believe you me, going to the ballot boxes, casting a ballot, and having lay people count them and tabulate them, that has been racked with fraud over the years, too. We just have to double down on but our But the pretense here is that it's because of the coronavirus. It's to keep well, people safe. Well, skip the coronavirus. People want access to their ballots without going to the polls. Even if we didn't have the coronavirus, we would have mail-in voting. Witness the fact in Pennsylvania we didn't get mail-in voting in Pennsylvania because of the coronavirus. This was passed last year. So the coronavirus is just an asterisk that the right is using to disparage uh, mail-in voting in error. Well, who gave it to the in Pennsylvania? I seem to recall that the, both the House and the Senate are controlled by Republicans. Right. They voted for it. This is really just from uh, the president and his henchmen are highly against mail-in voting, even though the president and I believe Vice President Pence also did a mail-in ballot well, in the they last did election. Ballots. I think there's a difference between an absentee ballot and a mail-in ballot. Absentee ballots have always been permitted. If you're not going to be able to be at the poll... Fox says the president used mail-in, but you could be right. They could have it wrong. They are not in er- you know, infallible. Well, what would be the difference if you, you said... There in isn't fact, in Pennsylvania. Right. So, I mean, if, it's, if you're allowed to not be there and vote, it depends on what it is. But all I'm saying is people have for years had the right to vote by mail mm-hmm. if they were not physically able to present themselves at the polls. Well, and I, I hate to say this, but if you get a diabolical uh, election staffer somewhere in the U.S. or a diabolical group that th- the seems they can get through... I have a feeling that they could tamper with the regular counted votes, too. I mean, if they came right. up with some, well, some way, somehow, you know, you and I know that there's people with computers that are smarter than us, or they'd come up with some system. And there has been election fraud in the U.S. with but standard committed by voting. both Republicans and Democrats. Right. I mean, there's always somebody right. trying to put their finger on the scale in support of one candidate or another. So I think we need to be vigilant. I th- what I don't think we need to do is take on risky behavior. If mail-in ballots are absolutely safe, then define for me how they are safe, how ballot harvesting can't happen, how I can't steal your ballot and uh, vote it and then mail it in. 
You know, how, how are we protected against uh, that kind of an abuse? Well, all of that is easily asked and answered. I easily asked it. Now you easily answer it. We have had, well, not, maybe not, probably not billions, but certainly millions of votes cast successfully by the right individual in, in, the, in the U.S. and in Pennsylvania in the last election. It isn't racked with fraud. Uh, harvesting the ballots is because somebody receives a ballot and relinquishes it to a third party. Well, obviously, that's not an idea. Well, situation so don't do that and then uh, you know we rely on our election leaders and the, you know in the last election we had extra staff have involved you ever heard in of, monitoring have you ever heard of president samuel j tilden <laughs> no you uh, haven't because he no. lost a rigged election oh i see okay so he should have won <laughs> he should have won okay he would have won except the republicans and the democrats made a deal okay. to uh, end the occupation of the South in return for letting the election swing. All right. Well, maybe direction. you're right. Maybe we shouldn't do mail-in ballots. I no, didn't realize I'm, I'm that. Just say, I'm just saying that there... History lesson. ...that I think it's important to maintain the integrity of our electoral process. I don't care how you do that. It seems to me that going to the polling place and having to show my identification is a reasonable thing. Now, granted, somebody called yesterday said they voted and they never had to show their ID, and I haven't either. I walk in, tell them who well, yeah, I am. That's not part of the process. They find me in the book, I sign my signature. I, I guess they look to see whether my signature right. looks remotely similar to the one that I signed when that I registered That is the method vote. in Pennsylvania. All right. So, you know, is that good enough? Well, it's been good enough for years here in Pennsylvania. There haven't been too many charges of election fraud. Why tamper with something that's working? Well, why stay? I guess that's true. Why switch from horse and buggy to cars? I mean, look how <laughs> how deadly cars can be, but horse and buggy was much safer. Well, it was so, dirtier. I mean, you had someone had to clean up the streets. Why switch from flying to other cities if you could easily drive there? I prefer to take Amtrak, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, that's the that's the real good way to travel. All right, we got one caller on the line and another one coming through. Give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. I see a bunch of emails that relate to socialism, Marxism, and Black Lives Matter, so that's one of the themes. We got some texts uh, that relate to uh, John Bolton is written in there. Vespucci, am I saying it right? Amerigo Vespucci. Vespucci, yes, okay, so that's pretty darn close. Uh, one of our listeners said, when I called him an explorer, I was dead wrong. Uh, it says, Mark Vespucci. She was a cartographer, not an explorer, you buffoon, Lawrence. Well, he was also an explorer, and he was a, a merchant okay. and businessman, too. So I, was, I was, as always, as I am when I'm at home, I'm half right. Well, you never heard of the guy, so. <laughs> uh, I had heard of him in years past. I just remember his important role in history. Uh, Dick, you're in the, on the mark. Thanks for calling in. I just wanted to tell you, and I knew that they had done this for a long time. In Oregon, they voted by mail since 1998, so that's a few years ago. And they've done multiple surveys, but this is one survey by the University of Oregon, and 85% of the Democrats, 76% of the Republicans have been very satisfied, and 30% of the respondents said they voted more often since vote mail by mail was enacted. So I can't believe a state like that, that's only one of 50, and I understand that. They've been doing that that long, and there's a lot of voter fraud in Oregon. That leads me to believe that it can work if it's tried. I agree. And I, it, yeah. might, it might get more people, it, you know, it might get more people voting. Mm -hmm. According to that. Well, so and I, I, I think mean, you're right. And I think the president is nervous. He's not going to. I want, uh, Joe, but I'm just telling you, that's, that's a lot of years, 1998. 
I'd like to know how they have any problem with it out there. Well, how do you how do you know they have no problem with it? I mean, have you seen a story? Well, I, just read, I just read you a, a survey. Right, that's a so survey that says what people. It's worth, but you believe everything Trump says, so I no, believe the survey. That's I said tell you the survey says people are satisfied with it. I won't argue that with you. I'm just saying, have there been instances of fraud? And if so, what for? Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish for a second? There we go. Let me finish. If they are satisfied with the results, that's one thing. But, you know, have there been any allegations of problems? And if so, what steps were taken? What were the problems they identified? What steps were taken to correct them? Or do they have such a wonderful system that there were no problems from the get-go, in which case I'd like to know exactly how they worked it so we could work it here. Joe, Joe, Joe. Go ahead, Dick. There's never been any problems with uh, going to the polls and voting where maybe where people stood in, like, like this last election in Ohio or someplace where they stood out for hours and then even they had a social distance. And, and in Georgia, where they didn't social distance, where they voted outside like that. Yeah, I think we should be able to online so my point vote. Being is, everything can work if you try it, Joe, but you're just you're just going to tell me it's never going to work. Trump's going to tell you it's never going to work and he's going to walk over well, you to the post office or the mailbox and drop his mail in the ballot. You obviously didn't hear mailbox. you obviously didn't hear me when I was we had we put you on hold for a minute while I made my point. I, I heard I heard you I'm say not saying it won't work. I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying I'd like to know how it worked. Why are they, how have they managed to prove the president and all the people who are concerned about it, how have they proven them wrong, and what can we do here? Are we following that model if it's so good? That's what I'm asking. All right, Dick, we'll give you the last one. I don't know if anybody's following it because how many states do this? Everybody. Well, we're we're about to do it. All right, we got calls coming in. We got callers waiting. Thank it, you so it much. Didn't work. That's all I'm telling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Fair it works. Proven, tried and true. Yeah, we should have online voting. That would be the easiest way. Just log on your well, computer. Yeah, we all know that nothing bad can happen online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, yeah. You might as well never try anything new because something bad happened one time. Oh my God. You heard about identity theft, Mark? I mean, is that <laughs> something new to you too, like Americo oh, Vespucci? <laughs> Uh, if you look up on Wikipedia under the word curmudgeon... <laughs> Just get off my lawn, Right. Or, yeah, the phrase, get off my lawn. There's Joe McGranahan. All right, Ron, thank you for calling in. You're our next caller, last caller before a quickie break. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah, we go. Uh, yep, go ahead. I was, I was listening to your uh, CBS News. I think it's CBS that you carry. Yep. And about a month ago, they did the same thing as they did this morning. The woman this morning said, Mr. Trump, I thought they were supposed to be professionals. Why wouldn't they call him President Trump? Is it part of the fake news or what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, I I think they have trouble calling him that because they don't like to think of him as their president. Yeah, I, uh, this is, CBS is the worst at it. They, they w- even make references in the full, bl- now you heard the CBS 31, I heard that too, that's at the bottom of the hour, that's a quickie one minute update. They call him Mr. Trump on first reference, but sometimes they just call him Trump on first reference, which is really wrong. It's just out. But, you know, they are biased against the president. If you look at the adjectives and the way the stories balance out, uh, they don't support his uh, presidency. They're not objective. And uh, it's, it's a tough situation. We call him President Trump, you know, President Donald Trump on first reference. And then all other references have, we would never call him just Trump. Yeah, I, well, the previous president, you know, wasn't real shiny on the economy, but I always called him President Obama. I did not call him Pre- Mr. Obama. I always respect 
the president of the United States and address him as president. And by the way, Mark, uh, Milroy is in Mifflin County on the other uh-huh. side of Lewistown on Creek <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I all of that. You know, our map shows county lines. But they're not labeled, <laughs> so I knew it's over in that smushification of you know Clearfield, Kerwinsville, Milroy. Smushification. There's right another there. word you're making. Well, up. there's if you, if you go west of 322, everything's cheese to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a world of cheese. <laughs> yeah, well, and Kerwinsville has cheese, <laughs> or, or Clearfield cheese, or is it Kerwinsville where they make I cheese? I don't know. I, we're way off topic here. Okay. Now. Yeah. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thanks, Ron. You're welcome. Have a that. good day. All right, the promised break. We got a caller waiting. We'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade. No no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark 1-800-795-9565. Let's see, we're talking about voting. There's one that relates to voting. There's one. Okay, and one of the ones that says, So in California, the election results won't be known for 14 days after the election due to um, doings like another recipe for fraud. Imagine how many ballots can be found in 14 days. Okay, I see what... I'm not certain that their fingers were going in the right direction, but I think their point is that in the 14 days after the time of the election that they count these mail-in ballots, I think they have to be postmarked by Election Day. Election Day, that's correct. Yeah, they, uh, that a that, lot can be done. I mean, a lot could and happen. And in Pennsylvania, they have to be in the election office by election day. So they could be postmarked, you know, that morning right. or the day before, but they have to be in hand. So at 8 p.m., polls close. No more ballots can be cast, brought in, you know, sent up or in any way. Well, with, with all due respect in. to Dick, and I understand he's very serious about where he was coming from, but there have been incidents of election fraud here in this country with the system we have where people show up at the polls. There's quite a few people who will argue, and I think correctly so, that if Chicago had cast votes honestly in 1960's presidential election, Richard Nixon would have been the president about eight years before, four years before he, or eight years before he actually did become the president. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, Bobby, you're on the mark. Thanks for checking in. Yes, um, good morning, everyone. Of course, all of us in the broadcasting slash news uh, business have been dealing with elections and election uh, results for years. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, okay, now being a Pennsylvania resident, uh, you know, to vote in the primaries, of course, you can only vote your party. Uh, and of course, if if, uh, if you registered independent, then you can only vote on questions and certain things in the ballot. Where when my sister lived down in, uh, I'm going to say Arlington, Virginia, uh, they had, for their primaries, 
could register independent and then vote uh, whatever party they wanted. So the, the process isn't just one size fits all. It's where you live and those rules and regulations. All right. Yeah, good point. It changes. Every state has a different system. Thank you, Bobby. Yep, good point. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Uh, says, upper right hand. Oh, no, please. Where are you, wherever says, you want to go. Good morning. Wait until John Bolton's book is read by Americans. Trump will get four more years. Two state, two federal, I pray. <laughs> <laughs> As in jail time. As in jail time, right. Okay. Uh, I have never needed to show I'd... ID to vote. Okay. We will see today if Trump stopped mail-in election nights. I hope the court sees it as a right. Right. If, if no, that's rights, stopped mail-in election rights. Right. Right. Okay. We'll see today if President Trump stops mail-in election rights. I hope the court sees okay. it as a right to mail in your election. I'm sorry. Ballot. The R and the I close together in proximity look like an N to me. Yeah, if your eyes are shut, but not for the rest of us. <laughs> Oh, you're funny today, brother. <laughs> oh, am I? <laughs> Jeez. Hey, so do you hear the left is all in a Twitter this morning because the president yesterday referred to the coronavirus in what they were calling a racist term. I saw Al Sharpton on MSNBC this morning along with Joe Scarborough. <laughs> well, the, a blatantly racist attack. What do you, he calls it the Kung Flu. The right? Kung Flu. To uh, me, that's just a bad pun. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if a late night comedian made that joke, people say, ha, 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 ha. That's funny. But I looked up Kung Fu because I thought, well, what are the origins of it? Is there something I don't understand about the origins that may make it racist? But Kung Fu in China refers to anything. uh, It now is martial arts, but at one point the original meaning was anything that required a great deal of study and practice and determination to master. It isn't a racial slur by any stretch of the imagination. And so calling it Kung Fu maybe is not very funny. But I don't don't think it's racist. Well, I appreciate MSNBC's position. They don't want to uh, allow the president to get any breaks on this kind of a topic. But quite frankly, I don't think it makes any difference. You know, I think he makes off-color jokes to his good followers, and they follow him, and they're happy with that. I think it irrit- people who are irritated with him are no more or less irritated with him for, for well, having morning, said they're that. Saying, morning, Joe's saying he's talking to a never-decreasing part of the po- po- political party of the Republican Party. In other words, he's losing support among Republicans. He's lost support among Democrats. Independents can't stomach him. But see, he's not campaigning right. You know, this idea of still... If I were him, oh my gosh. I'll tell you that later. I have a whole recipe to... to I can hardly wait to hear it. ...for him to claw back. Okay. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. First, Mark, you confuse me because you frequently complained about the government funding NPR, which would be a form of socialism, the government funding a business? No, 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 not socialism. socialism uh, no, or, it's, it's, I mean, so do you want the government to take over WKOK? No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> hate to tell you, but the government has a big say in how WKOK <laughs> <Yeah>. runs. <laughs> you're expurpolating <laughs> stories that don't go together. I don't think taxpayer dollars should go to NPR or any other radio station or any profitable uh, or you know, for-profit radio station. I just don't think tax dollars are wisely used in that area. So. Right. Right. So it doesn't have anything completely. to do with socialism. Well, socialism is when the government owns the means of production, right? When the government... I think people are confused about what socialism is. Socialism isn't the government gives things to people. The government owns the business. It owns tire making. It owns car sales. It owns health care. It owns hospitals. It owns... That's what socialism is. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about was voting. 
And I have a real concern about mail-in voting in this, in this sense. I could have, I could live in Philly, which is about an hour and a half on a good day drive from the Jersey Shore. In fact, I did live in Philly. Okay, so I register in Pennsylvania. I have a permanent address there. But I also own a vacation home, let's say, at Margate. And so I could very easily get a write-in ballot mailed to my Margate address and vote in person in Pennsylvania and mail in that Margate. And while that is, some people have told me before, they think that's fair in the sense of local elections, and I think they have a point. It would permit me to vote twice in a national election for president. Now, could I drive from Philly down there to vote? Yes, I could. I could easily do that. But it makes it so much easier when it's mail-in and it comes way ahead of time and, you know, you drive home and you mail it again. But aren't they going to ask you for proof of residence? In other words, your driver's license would say you lived in Philadelphia, not in Margate. But you have a, you have a permanent residence in Margate. I mean, they don't require driver's licenses to vote, Joe, because... Look at all that was the big hoo-ha. No, but you have to Cindy, didn't have driver's licenses Cindy, in urban settings. You have to largely. register Cindy, you have to register to vote. And that means That's going true. somewhere or filing something that says where you live. I agree. And but so if, if you, you have two permanent addresses, Joe, if you have two pieces of property you own in different states, what stops me from doing that? Well, what stops you from doing it before we enacted mail-in voting? You could have already done that using absentee voting. I acknowledge voting. that. I acknowledge that. So. And I think this is a problem in our electoral system, that people can own property in two places, and therefore you could, using that, vote twice. Because I could produce evidence that I owned, that I paid an electric bill, that I paid property taxes in Margate, and that I have a driver's license. Pennsylvania. But they so will I ask. They will ask you what is your primary residence. See, Joe, you're, here's the thing: we're talking about doing something fraudulently, and you're trying to get <laughs> me try, to do you're, the you're fraudulent tr- thing legitimately. And I'm trying to tell you <laughs> that it would not take a great deal of education to do it illegitimately. That that because of the nature of our world, it's become very easy to do such a thing. Well, I guess what I'm trying to explore, and I guess I got into trouble with our other caller, Dick, what I'm trying to uh, to determine is what safeguards are in place to prevent the kind of thing you're talking about and the right. kind of thing Dick right. was talking about from happening. That's all I'm right. looking for. All right, That's we're going to have concern. to figure out this later. Thank you so much, Thank Cindy. You. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565 will be the open phone line when we come back. We have CBS News right now, then we'll have some local news, and we'll be back to open phones. This is News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time, 9 o'clock. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. 
<laughs> Greetings and welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. The front office came back here and said we can't call it best of. It's only a little adequate. bit. Ad- <laughs> yeah, it's called adequate of. of. <laughs> adequate of. All right. So thank you for that note of endorsement from our leaders here. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is wide open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We do have uh, one text there and a half a dozen emails, so we'll try to sift through those ASAP. In the news, briefly, it was a Virginia man killed in Tuesday's fatal accident in the Beaver Springs area of Snyder County yesterday. State police tell us 31-year-old Jarrell Harris of Madison Heights, Virginia, died in the 6.30 a.m. crash. He was going up, uh, no, scratch that, going down a hill northbound toward Beaver Springs when he crashed his truck and died at the scene. Numerous local volunteer first responders assisted state police at the scene. Joe's favorite topic, time to get some more revenue from Pennsylvanians in the form of more slot machines. Mm-hmm. Top Republicans in the state Senate uh, say they're going to have to legalize some more slot machines in order to get more revenue in order to cover a $1 to $3 billion deficit in Pennsylvania. Under a draft amendment, businesses with liquor license would be allowed to have the slot machines. Of course, they're video slot machines, not the mechanical ones these days. A major trade association says they're all for it. Legislation could deliver new gambling dollars as soon as next year. The Senate Majority Leader uh, Jake Corman says it's good public policy to let the citizens of Pennsylvania determine how they wish to spend their gambling dollar. I think Jake Corman needs <laughs> yeah. a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> Honest opinion. Well, he, you know, he's in charge of the Senate, and he's got a, a, a how do you deal with a $4 billion budget? And, of course, as you would imagine. The answer is more gambling. Many opponents say uh, there's only a set dollar available in Pennsylvania for gambling, and this would simply take money away from casinos and the Pennsylvania lottery. Stop and think about it. Say, oh, great, I can gamble now at, uh, at a bar, so I'm going to gamble even more money. Yeah. I don't think that ha- works. Do you? Not going to happen. No, I don't think so either. All right, there is some sadness in our community today. A valley leader, John Yingling, has died. You'll recognize these kinds of words. Tonight, if you're a Patsy Klein fan, be sure to come to Music in the Park at Front and Broadway, followed by the fireworks extravaganza. Visit MiltonHarvestFestival.com for more information. Such enthusiasm he brought to the microphone throughout his entire life. He'll be well known for his personal and community volunteer service. He co-owned 100.9 The Valley and WMLP Milton, his friend and colleague, Than Mitchell. We know that John was much loved by everybody, and he was the voice of some reason and a voice you recognized every time that you probably should listen. Uh, The 72 flood, he was part of that. And uh, WKOK and WMLP sort of worked together. He was an integral part of the Union County Veterans 4th of July Parade Committee in the early days and the Milton Harvest Festival through for many years. Also promoted the Cavalcade of Champions event to make sure that money was raised for local bands. Uh, John lived in Lewisburg, lifelong radio man, U.S. Air Force veteran. He was 87 years old. Uh, 
new case of COVID-19 popped up in the Valley in its daily update Tuesday. State Department of Health stopped doing the double-digit increases that we've seen lately and said it was Northumberland County that had one new case lately, 280 total in the county. No other new cases in our region. Shemokin Dam, uh, Dam Police recently made a traffic stop and ended up arresting Cassandra Fleming of Shemokin Dam, Lewis Crockett of Sunbury, Lewis Crockett III, I should say, and Tanya Renner of Sunbury, charged with drug-related counts. Uh, after that, uh, 19 packets of suspected heroin found in that particular ve uh, vehicle. And while the audience at President Donald Trump's rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, may have been underwhelming compared to the capacity of the hall, the TV ratings were a booming Saturday. Nielsen reports Fox News Channel did something else they have never done. Their highest audience ever in their 24-year history. Nielsen says 8.2 million people watched Fox, the only network to carry the entire rally live. CNN and MSNBC aired clips and did visitations to the hall and drew twice as many viewers as they normally do on a Saturday night. But Fox broadcast the whole thing and the viewers we're happy, 8.2 million people, and I was among them. I watched quite a bit of it, but uh, after a while, he got into the some really into the weeds. I think he's lost his touch uh, in the live audience setting. He's rusty, I guess. That's I think so. Lawrence's view. Yeah, I just he was, did very well yesterday. Where oh, did he? Okay, yes, he did. good idea. I only saw the news. Uh, there was 9,000 people, I think they said, in the, in the auditorium church. of wow. the church. I forget, but with some large number, maybe it wasn't that high. Nice intimate worship. Uh, Might have been maybe 2,000. I, I don't know. Uh, but it was packed. Okay. And they said uh, this morning that he seemed energized by the crowd. All right, 1-800-795-9565. So far this morning, we have been talking about uh, the voter fraud that seems to be a, a very concerning topic when it comes to mail-in voting and voting fraud in general. Of course, we know that exists. And, and whether or not kung fu, is, kung fu is a racist oh, term. Kung flu, right. <laughs> That's out there, As, too. As uh, our... Fearless leader Kevin pointed out uh, there were songs called Kung Fu Fighting. You remember that? That was a hit. Uh -huh. I think in the 70s, if my memory serves me. Yes. And then there was a television show, Kung Fu. Right. So if they were right well, there, they were Kung Flu. Kung Flu, yeah. I, I, well, like a late night joke for a comedian. But, mm -hmm. you know, that and tearing down all of the uh, monuments, and now the president's going to issue an executive order to stop that. And we have an incident in Wisconsin where a, uh, a state represent state senator, a Democratic state senator, was taking pictures of the protesters who were engaged in some bad stuff, and they beat him senseless. Hmm. So, you know, this, these are perilous times, my friend. All right, 1-800-795-9565. wish to comment on any of those uh, topics, feel free to do so. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Mike, thanks for calling in. You are on the mark. Yeah, I'd just uh, like to add my perspective on a couple of things. When it comes to voting, you know, we keep hearing the one side of the aisle saying we have to preserve the sanctity of the vote. Well, why don't we really do that? It, it seems that the people that say we want to have the sanctity of their vote are doing everything that they can to create a situation where illegal illegal votes could be cast easily. I mean, you just had a, a caller on here that brought up uh, where she's a resident of two different places, and there's been people convicted of voting in both Florida and New York in the same election. That okay? was just an so, example. She doesn't really live in two places. 
Oh, okay, that was an example. Okay, well, you know what? There you go, secondhand information. My wife happened to be listening to the radio while I went to the mailbox, and, and I got bad information. And speaking of bad information, that's my second topic. Okay, so everybody's heard by now that the, uh, the noose that was in Bubba Wallace's yes. garage wasn't really intended for him. And I haven't seen a picture of it, so I don't even know if it was a noose. It looked more like a lanyard to me. But in any case, look, look, look how we responded. I mean, there was outrage coast to coast. We had NASCAR, which is generally hated by uh, the, the Democrats. You know, they make fun of them. They mock them. You know, all the rednecks down south with their Confederate flags is the things they used to say about them. But, boy, as soon as there was an uh, a, a, a alleged noose in Bubba Wallace's uh, garage, they were on board with uh, NASCAR, and NASCAR was, you know, getting all woke and everything. And look, I mean, we just responded, and that's what I'm afraid of. Any time that the media can get public uh, opinion going in one direction, we have the politicians stand by to take advantage of it with laws, regulations, and rules. And generally, they never ever go away, and they turn out right. to be, you know, done for the wrong reason. Well, you have to realize that's it. Have to you have to realize it fits the narrative, Mike, because they want to believe the president is a racist, which I don't think he is. I think he speaks terribly sometimes, but I don't think his heart's all that bad. And when it comes to races, but you know, it fits their narrative to say say that <clears> oh, <throat> there was a noose in there, and it must be those redneck Republicans who put it there. And just like Jussie Smollett, where everybody was so outraged immediately, they're ready, oh, this is terrible. You know, he put a noose around his neck, and he walked into a fast food franchise with a noose around his neck. It turns out the guy may have been faking the whole thing. So we have this rush to judgment before we know all the facts. You know, and then the FBI investigates it, and suddenly the FBI, which was um, defended by the left, now that they say this wasn't a noose, they're being attacked by the left. You know, you, you brought up Jesse Smollett's name. And if there ever was a hate crime, it was his. Because look at the fear and anguish that he put in to the minds of many black people. That he was attacked like that. And, and it just, it, it, why doesn't he have a price to pay? Why aren't people outraged about him? Yet we can get the whole country to flip-flop on a dime just because somebody comes up with a, you know, a fake hate crime. And furthermore... I read an article that said about 90% of reported hate crimes you know, are there either a hoax, a misunderstanding, or something else, and only about 10% of them were actually intended to be hateful to the person that you know either alleged alleged them or mistakenly alleged them. Well, so, a know, new a news to crazy, I think. A news to black people may well, and I can understand it, bring up images of lynching, which was so prevalent in this country and so darn wrong for so many years, particularly in the South. You know, I can understand they're being overly sensitive about that. But, you know, in this case, it had been there for apparently months, if not a year, and was used to open the garage door. Um, you know, it, we, we need to just take a deep breath with some of this stuff before we rush off the edge of the cliff, deciding we know exactly what happened, exactly what it means. Exactly. And I agree with you 100%, Joe, because that's what I keep hearing from the Democrat left. We have to have the facts. We have to have the facts. Well, we needed the facts in this case. They had 14 FBI agents dispatched immediately to go oh check it out. Gosh. And a we busload. one day for the facts. 
Well, I, I, I don't think there was really a rush to judgment there. NAS, all of our information, all the, uh, at least what AP used, was from NASCAR officially saying that, you know, this is what NASCAR said that Wallace saw. This is what they're doing. They're calling in these people and they're investigating. So I don't think it was really a rush to judgment. I just think, you know, it sounds like a terrible mistake. I'd love to see your information about the 90% of hate crimes aren't real. That That's an, a noteworthy statistic. So, yeah, send that along if you if it's not, not too much trouble. 90% of hate crimes, 90% of alleged or reported hate crimes. Okay. Well, yeah, send that the, along. That the, would be interesting. 10% or 100% when it comes down to hate crimes. Hey, I only had one elementary school, well, I had two elementary school teachers that I really, really remember. One that taught me the alphabet in third grade, but the other one was our principal. And you know what he, he told us? He said, don't believe anything that you hear and only half of what you read in the newspaper. I mean, that was his advice, and that was back in the 60s. I mean, I wish he was alive right now. I'd like to hear what he has to say about the, what's going on right now. <laughs> I probably tell you not to believe anything you read on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. But you know what? In my mind, about half of what you see on MSNBC, CNN, and, and sometimes even, even Fox, or, or all of them, it, you know, it's all spin anymore. And, I, I, and that's, that's the worst thing. I mean, I was one of the last people I know that didn't say the media was all spin. You know, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a, what do you call it, a contrarian guy. And, and now all my friends, that, uh, you know, they, they were on board with the media being spin. And now I'm finally gotten to the point where I don't believe anything that they say. There's a, an agenda behind what they say. There's an agenda behind the way they report it. I mean, just the other day I heard on one of the major networks, Trump's racism. They didn't say Trump's alleged racism. They said Trump's racism. <laughs> it's a given. As if it's a fact. Well, and where are all the people that worked for him over the years? I mean, he's been in business. He's been in politics. He's been in life, for, in, you know, vigorously for all these years. Where are all the people lined up to say, oh, yeah, when I was working for him cleaning the uh, trash out of his office, man, was he a racist. Let me tell you what. Where are all those people at? I haven't seen them. I haven't heard them. I think with Trump, it's just a given. You know, it's like uh, when that... To uh, you. Um... It's like everybody, when you do a child abuse story, you're allowed to give it a negative tone that, you know, it's a good thing somebody was arrested or might see justice or the child would be treated. Because everybody agrees that child abuse is bad. Or when they had that uh, that uh, hazardous waste burner that was going to go in Union County, everybody was against it around here. So the news had a slant that carried the, you know, the message that the toxic burner, as it was called, was not good. I think there's times you can just stipulate that something's bad. I think that's why President Trump is racism is being just assumed to be a given. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate Thanks, the Mike. call. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. Taking a quickie break. Uh, one more voter email, if you don't mind, up there in the corner. Sure. In the it says, there are many controversies and accusations of voter fraud. Illinois and Texas were the two biggest prizes with claims of voter fraud. In fact, Kennedy won Illinois by only 9,000 votes. Imagine if we had had the media of today in 1960. That was my point again. Exactly earlier. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Lawrence is worthless. Seven points clawback. You can just stop there. Lawrence is worthless. That's good. Uh, right. I understand. For method of uh, <laughs> President Trump clawing back in the election. We'll oh, talk yeah, about. I hear that. Uh, yeah, you want to hear that? And uh, <laughs> your call, call to shut me up. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. One of our good listeners made reference to a poll. It is the latest Harris poll that is out. This is from The Hill, wrote the story about it. And uh, it says former Vice President Joe Biden doubled his lead over President Trump to 12 points as voters expressed disapproval with the Trump administration's handling of the coronavirus, racial tensions, and the economy. According to the latest Harris poll, 56% of likely voters said they would vote for Biden if the election were held today, and 44% they said they would back Trump. So, but Trump being behind in the polls, that's nothing new. That so. was pretty close, $1,768. All right. Uh, Lawrence is worthless. He wanted to know the price of gold per ounce. Oh, yeah, I said 1800 Oh, okay. You're pretty close. Yep. That's a good guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, upper right-hand corner. Just for conversation about Black Lives Matter being Marxist, evidence is here. They are the founders of this movement who are working behind the scenes. And we did get another story uh, on that topic. Ammo for Joe. Yeah, ammo for Joe. And it was sent in. I read the story, and I actually printed it out for you this morning. It says, uh, Patrice Cullors, one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, just admitted that they are trained Marxists and that their goal is to get Trump out. Well, this was several years ago they said that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when the date was. Yeah, I don't story. think it's current. Okay. Well, but speaking, it, I mean, it's still true. It's just said not, speaking to Jake not. Tapper on CNN on Friday, so I don't know the date, but on Friday it said, Colors, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, said that Mr. Trump, President Trump, not only needs to be out of office in November, but that he should resign now. Uh, in a resurfaced interview, this was recently that they made that, but then in a resurfaced interview from 2015, Colors responded to a communist colleague who was concerned that there was a lack of ideological direction in Black Lives Matter that would allow it to fizzle out in comparison to Occupy Wall Street. In response, Culler said that the movement does actually have an ideological frame and that herself and Alicia Garza, one of the other co-founders, are trained organizers and that they are um, literal Marxists. So, but that's their right. That's this an is interesting a free asterisk it's a free to the country. whole story. It's a free country. And does does them being Marxist mean we need less racial justice no, in the U.S.? No, I don't think so. so. Um, but I, I think that if, if you are a trained Marxist, one of the things you want to do is to foment unrest in this country to advance Marxist principles. If we're not dissatisfied with what we have, there's no need to change the government. If your goal is to change the government of the United States into something <laughs> Marxist, you have to exploit the dis- disadvantaged and you have to exploit those who are uh, dissatisfied with the government as it exists currently. Otherwise, there's no chance for a revolution, right? 
I would think that would be if true. If we're all fat, happy, and content, why would we want to? <laughs> why would we want to cause trouble? One of our listeners sends us a statue, a picture of the statue of William Penn on top of the <laughs> city hall in Philadelphia. It says, "Come up and get me." <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to topple William Penn. And with the name uh, that implies that they um, they might be subservient. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Female or female dogs. Oh, brother. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, nobody's going to pull down Williams Pen- William Penn. Uh, Lawrence's seven-point plan for the oh, president. Yeah, let's hear it. Carl, claw back. First you of have all, a seven-point plan. He should have started three weeks ago and pushed for unity. Every divisive remark he said should have been a call for unity. Uh, he should, one, uh, push for unity. Two, review and contextualize all these statue conversations. If we're going to pull, if we want to change statues, let's do it the right way. Let's review whether they, ha- they have any standing. Let's review, for example, the, you know, the real legacy of Robert E. Lee. Let's have local groups study them. And uh, if they are so hideous that they need to be out of sight, let's cover them, you know, while we do this study. This and is then, your seven-point plan to get the president reelected. Yep, yep. So he should push for that, this contextualizing of all these statues that are controversial and potentially taking down ones that just plain have no uh, legitimate value today. Uh, which uh, ones have no legitimate value, in your opinion? Uh, I would I would think, I, I don't, the, the answer, the first part of the answer is I don't know. Okay. But the second one, the second part of that answer might be maybe one that is just purely uh, in the South somewhere that is only for somebody that pushed hard for slave trading and the Confederacy, well, not the Confederacy, but slave trading itself. Well, see, I go by the time frame. If they were done in the early, mid to 1960s when uh, we were we were fighting the racial wars, if you will, and, and, the, and we were enacting things like the Civil Rights Act and trying to push for equality in the early 19, mid 1960s, if they were erected them uh, then as a way to protest the fact that blacks were asking for, um, you know, their rights, in effect, then I'd say take them down because it wasn't done originally. But if it was something from the 1880s, uh, like the statue of Lincoln that they want to take down, I think, in Boston, where there is a slave kneeling at his feet and, and, and emancipation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, and it was actually paid for by slave dollars. You know, they raised the money to build it. But the argument on the other side is, well, they didn't have any say into what form it took. Okay. can't imagine you donated the money but didn't have any say. But in any event, as I said to you before, many black people did look up to President Lincoln as their savior. And I refer you to any historical account of Lincoln's arrival in Atlanta after the Confederate Army was driven out of town. Okay, push for unity, review and contextualize statues. Number three, propose new statues for our modern leaders, particularly ones that are in the civil rights movement. And so should we have a statue for Barack Obama? Maybe some people want to tear that I down. don't think so. I don't think you would. Why? Just because he's the first black president, he gets a statue. Won the Nobel Prize? Did he do? Eh, I think that was, must have been political or something. He hadn't I, accomplished anything by the time he got that. I, I'm amazed. Am I hearing you correctly? <laughs> I'm not. You you must be wearing my fox. Oh, do you funnel. think? Do you think he deserved that? No, I don't think he deserved it. But I'm just surprised to hear you say he didn't. Oh, I try to be objective. Um, <laughs> let's see. Propose, you usually fail, anyway, but propose I'm new proud statues of you. and memorials for people who are are our real leaders in the past uh, few uh, half centuries. Uh, number four. Listen. Okay. To leaders and protesters and people who are, you know, he doesn't know why people loot. And I, I, I don't condone looting. 
but I know how people can behave when they get fed up and they're tired of a half a century of not being heard and they're oppressed and their voice is ignored and when they raise their voice it's pushed back so uh, I, it would do him well to listen and if he if he did some sort of a listening tour so pay attention to looters he would uh, that's your their that's your words motto. yeah well uh, that's just one sliver of the audience that he should listen to but there you know there's a lot of Americans he ignores because he doesn't agree with them well they want to tear down Gandhi's statue too I guess because he advocated for peaceful okay. protests anyway so no more whatabouts from you while I finish the list <laughs> number five he should wear a mask like the rest oh, of us on. dogs <laughs> even though he gets tested the, regularly these points are ridiculous they have nothing to do with politics so that's what well, this is to get reelected it has nothing to do with politics anyway number five or number six he should stop lying he lies <laughs> in his spare time now when he doesn't even need to he lies when he's already right but he adds something to it or an exaggeration to make it false remember what they said about Dick Nixon he lies all the time he li- even when he doesn't have to lie right. he lies just to keep well, it practice President Trump's <laughs> turned that into a science and finally he needs to get back out and into the groove of these rallies, you know, going to a different place every week, just like he went to Montoursville. He needs to go to places that aren't, you know, the main intersections of the world. You know, he needs to go to Eugene, Oregon, where there's thousands of How people. How about Oklahoma who like to City? He was there, and they didn't like that. That's not the, the center, Tulsa. center of the world. That was Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa, I'm sorry. So, well, there, I think there are a lot of asterisks besides that. You know, three things hurt that: the coronavirus itself, the threat of violence, and the TikTok fraud that they did on In the tickets. Order. Okay, so that's how he could claw back. He'd be our next president. He's not going to do any of these, I'm almost certain of that, but uh, that's how I think he could get back in the White House. How do you think he could win re-election? Well, I think he's got to go back to broadening his appeal, which I think is the primary thing he did the last time. He resonated with Rust Belt voters here in Pennsylvania. He carried Pennsylvania. Yeah, first-time voters from Pennsylvania. By emphasizing the fact that the Democratic Party had ruled out things that created jobs in this state. He he championed them. He spoke for people who felt, as you, you referred to, black people who feel marginalized and you understand why they loot. Try to understand why a lot of white people voted for Donald Trump. They felt they were their jobs were taken from them, that the Democrats and the liberals were more concerned about the environment than whether or not those people made a living and could feed their families. You know, these were basic core values of the United States of America for many years. Now, whether they're right or wrong is another argument, but they were the way people voted in the last election. And Donald Trump resonated with those people. Now the question I agree. is, yeah, well the, said. the economy is better now than it was then, even despite the coronavirus. So now he's running more conventionally. He's running as, see how successful I've been. I made the economy better. Give me another term. I don't know that that's going to float. I think he needs to keep looking for, for people who are not being heard and who have a legitimate complaint. And he espoused jobs for black people. You know, he espoused jobs for Hispanic people. Yes, he said, build the wall. But at the same time, he was working to try and improve the lot of those people who are here. He well, made the argument that yeah. America should come first. And that resonates with a lot of us. All right, so he needs to get that message back out. How in the world could the president get reelected? 1-800-795-9565. Jim, thanks for being patient. Last caller before a quick break. You're on the mark. Good morning, Mark and Joan. I hope Hope you stay stay safe. Thank you. Uh, I watch uh, Kennedy and uh, Laura Ingram a lot, and uh, I see Donald Trump was a Democrat before he became a Republican. True. And uh, uh, I think I'm still going to vote for Trump because I don't think I'm going to vote for Sleepy Joe Biden. 
because his leash or chain is going to be pulled by Camelia Harris. Okay. But I don't, I don't know that uh, Joe Biden has a chain that gets pulled by anybody. I think he's just, you know, old Sleepy Joe. He's just himself. And he's so sleepy he doesn't need right. a chain. He doesn't need a chain. <laughs> he's he going to get up. moves along. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Jim. Good points all. We yeah, appreciate that. Since Jim was so brief, Eric is the last caller before the break. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to know, have you gentlemen seen, I think it's a new ad, uh, <clears throat> Uh, President Trump ad about Joe Biden and the uh, moniker is Biden is slipping. Have you seen that? I think it's a new ad. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. Okay, I, I saw it this morning, and personally, uh, and this is this is a, a ad by the reelect President Trump campaign. Uh, you know, acknowledged by him, so it's not one of these. He said, that "I uh, say, hey, we had nothing to do with it." He did say, "I'm Donald Trump." Biden is slipping. And, and is really uh, is throwing ageism into it. That you know he is too old to be president at age uh, seventy-seven. Is it? Um, and I found that offensive. I found it offensive to all older Americans. And I really just think that it's showing the true uh, true nature of our current president. That he is again instead of staying to the issues, he, he's just uh, throwing out character character uh, attacks. But isn't character a, a determining factor in who should be president? <laughs> <laughs> Joe. But, he, but he's saying he's slipping, saying he's too old. He, but he's saying he's too old to be elected president. Hey, I was on a board of a hospital, and I was told after uh, new people took over that I was too old to be on the board, that they didn't want anybody oh, over dear. the age of 70. So whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh, so, so, so it's okay, Joe. So, you, so you're going on the record, Joe, as saying... Ageism, uh, you know, anti-age is, is okay in the United States. You're saying well, that? No, I'm, what I'm saying is there are many people who believe, and rightly or wrongly, that age is not necessarily a determining factor for the good if you are being considered for a post or a position. Some people think it is. Some people think it isn't. You know, and it's, it's against the law to discriminate on the basis of age. Thank you. you no, know, in employment. But, you know, in volunteer work and other things, uh, and if you want to vote for President of the United States, I mean, they said, they said that Ronald Reagan was too old at the time. Do you think that was wrong? I mean, that was thrown against him. He turned it around and said, I will not use my opponent's youth and inexperience as a reason not to vote for him. Classic line. Yeah. And, uh, well, and I, I assume Biden's going to turn around and say, I, I won't take, uh, I won't use... President Trump's record being an excuse for him. I'm just hoping as we go further into the campaign, we, we stick with issues, okay? But, but but President Trump has not done that. Anyone who has the audacity, quote-unquote, to contradict him uh, either gets... The first thing he does is go after their character, demeans them. Uh, this this recent book that came out, uh, you know, his hand-picked guy, now he's, he's, you know, stupid, he's this, he's that. You know, it's this president can't have anything if he's if you're not his way you're 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 not right did you happen and, to see uh, did, did you happen did, did, that just that did, did, did you happen to see the uh, post and I forget who it was from but it said I hope that Baron gets to spend Father's Day with his real father whoever it is, whoever it is. Oh, you brother. think that's fair who, and who was that from? It was from a, someone on from the left. The, uh, it was re- the elect Joe Biden campaign. Was no, it? it was from. But still, I, I'm just saying it was from somebody on the left who uh, is a television what, has a television I'm show. What I'm saying, and the issue I'm taking with this is, this is an ad. 
handstand from the reelect President Trump campaign. This isn't from any far left group or anything. It's right there, reelect President Trump. And of course, he's throwing out Sleepy Joe Biden. You know, All again. Right. But he created he created Sleepy Joe Biden. He might as well throw it out there for everybody. It was his creation. Again, so we're going to attack a man's character rather than dealing with. The I don't issue. think it's oh, that's, that's, not his, that's, not his, that's not his character. That's, that's a his physical demeanor. actor demeanor. Right? You got it. It's his demeanor. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Take care. Uh-huh. Good, good points all. All right. We got open phones. Four, well, first time all day. All four lines are open. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We. I just wanted to mention one other thing. Did you hear they're considering changing the name of Columbus, Ohio now? Oh, here we go. I'm not kidding. The whole city? The whole city. Changing mm. the name of it. That's amazing. Keep on going. Indigenous Slayer, Ohio. (laughs) 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Seaway is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. <laughs> we spent the whole break trying to get the Joe Biden slipping at <laughs> ready to play. So we have two phones here. Both are spotty, but it, it might just work. But we still have an open line. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, one of our listeners says, seriously, Eric Biden is sad. He's slipping. That is bad. So here's the ad with Joe Biden. This is endorsed by the Trump campaign. Get it. Joe Biden is slipping. Rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with... Uh, now at the age of 77 with, uh, years old and running for president for the third time, Biden is clearly diminished. All men and women created by Go, you know, the, you know the thing. Sometimes I wake up and I think it's 1920. Joe Biden does not have the strength, stamina, and mental fortitude required to lead this country. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. The images are of a, a very befuddled appearing Joe Biden. At one point, he's going, blah, 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 blah. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it's a devastating ad in terms of calling into question whether or not Joe Biden has the mental capacity to handle the office of president of the United States. <laughs> so, um, is, that a fair, is that a fair thing? I mean, they say Trump's nuts. We're so, in trouble. Let's just know, leave it at that. <laughs> That's all you can say. I mean, Trump is hardly a good candidate, and Joe Biden's the worst Democrat that was in the race. That's why I voted for Bill Weld in the primary. Not that I think he's great. It's just <laughs> oh, I think he's better true. than what else has been offered to us. Well, and you think of almost any of the Democrats. Uh, Cory Booker's been doing a great job on some of the race conversations lately. He would have made a good president. Um, 
Kamala Harris is, is she's had some mic time lately, and I think she's being groomed for vice president. She's, she's taking prominent roles in some of the Senate well, sponsorship I'm really, of things. I'm really surprised that someone hasn't challenged Trump seriously. I mean, Bill Weld's not a serious contender right. for the Republican nomination, but years ago there used to be some spirited fights. I remember back when Dwight Eisenhower ran the first time Taft uh, gave him a run for his money. Bob Taft, a senator from Ohio, gave him a real run for his money. You know, so I mean, there there have been competitive primaries, uh, not necessarily for a sitting president, but not necessarily for a sitting president. That's the problem. I mean, no one wants to take that on because it could destroy the party. You know, but on the other hand, in this case, whether we like it or not, Trump is a polarizing person, you know, and I can see when people say, I hate Trump, I can't look at them and say, well, you have no reason to hate him. I mean, I can see how he has done some things, the way he conducts himself, you and I have discussed before. Not exactly Train the way comes to mind. Not exactly the way we behave with people. I mean, not, we don't. We might sit here and make a joke off mic about something, but we don't go out in public and say the kind of terrible things he says about some people and the way they behave. And so, I mean, I, th- I think there's certainly not much to choose from here. And there wasn't four years ago when you had Hillary Clinton up against him. Very polarizing but picture. The well, difference is, though, that uh, if I could se- if I could separate out the policy and the actual job of president from the political. Con- comments and the the muckraking that he deals in, I would vote for it. Well, and I think a lot of people could do that. Uh, and they would look they look at the president and they say, okay, well, you know, he is a train wreck of a human, but be that as it may, he stands up for some things that I believe in. You know, he's pro-life, he's uh, anti-immigration, he's pro no, Not necessarily economy. anti-immigration, he's for America first, and uh, that's refreshing <laughs> to me. He's anti-immigration, no, but anyway. Um, but but, but the people agree with that, so they're happy with that. You know, they like that. And likewise... Because Fox has painted any Democrat as a socialist, that sticks. And so they say, well, even if President Trump is a train wreck of a human, I don't want any socialists in there, so I'm not going to vote for them. Well, they're all upset now because he's he's curtailing some of these foreign job job seekers here into this country. Right. But why is he doing it? Because he hates immigrants? No, because he wants the Americans who, who are out of work to get the jobs. He wants them trained where, to get the jobs. Where possible. That's a sticky wicket. The companies oh, that we're talking about are wicked. the big sticky, but mine is perfectly in order. Well, but to see the companies that actually do that hiring, a limited number of them are saying, I'm sorry, there's just no U.S. person that has these skills. Then train them. Okay, so within two and a half years, we'll be ready to hire. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, not only that, I've heard ads on this radio station that said I can begin my new computer career in as little as four weeks. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Why didn't I think of that? Silly me. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then the text. Um, Mike Bowling says, looters come out when the police go away. It has nothing to do with protesting. Right, that is and true. And then um, Mike says, Trump is 74, not a big difference. Well, that's true. But well, there's a young sharper 74. than Biden is on his best day. I have been told by my doctor that I'm a very young 76. Right. Well, look at my father. He's 98, and he's still sharp and running around and does all his own errands, and he right. cut his grass if he could get the thing to start. Okay. But, well, uh, there you go. Um, yeah. But, well, Trump is a young 74, and Biden is an old 77. And I think that's pretty obvious from that that ad. At least the examples. Well, the, not even ad. just that. Everything else. I mean, Biden's not up to this. You no wonder he wanted to limit the number of debates. He knows he's, Trump's going to have him for lunch. 
Then one of our other texters says, just read an article about removing Marge Schott's name from a baseball stadium and a library on the University of Cincinnati campus, which is fine given some of the terrible things she said over the years, but I didn't hear that they were returning the millions of dollars donated. Are not the donations tainted as well? I should think the money would be returned. Good point. (laughs) Very good point. Well, colleges operate on a... uh, a thin line financially. We, we should come up with a new name for Columbus, Ohio, since they're going to thinking about changing their name. What you said we should call it Indigenous Peopleville? Oh, well, that was just <laughs> facetious. No, I called him an Indigenous person slayer. How about Vespucci Town? What I name? like that. Well, that's a little <laughs> bit more realistic. Uh, Chris from Milton. Uh, Chris, stand by. We're going to take the break, and then Chris is going to be on the radio. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. First of all, clarification on the text, Joe. Yeah, one. The text says, Joe, stop taking your father's spark plug out of his lawnmower. Uh, that was Mark who said that. My father's been gone for some time. And I used to do that when I was nine. And he never so had a lawnmower. So I wouldn't have to cut the grass. <laughs> yep, and then Than says, that app you played, it was not an app, Than, it was a commercial, sounded as though they were trying to make fun of the fact that Joe Biden was a stutterer and has mostly conquered it, once again making fun of people who are having a problem. No, Than, he wasn't stuttering here. He was obviously confused and trying to get a hold of the facts. He wasn't reaching for a word. He was reaching for an idea, and he couldn't come up with it. We have Chris on the line. we got another yeah, caller well, coming in. Yeah, that's one opinion, isn't it? Go ahead, Chris. Anyway, the, what do you think Joe was talking about when he said about 1920? Oh, I don't know. It's obviously taken way, way, way out yes, of context. Yes, he was talking about going back to the good old days when um, president, candidates for president were taken in back rooms. Well, probably when women got the vote or something. No, yeah, got the vote. No, and no. Okay. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> he was talking about the sad state of uh, politics and the name-calling that's going on. Well, that's ironic to put that clip in, a, in that ad, then. Yes, isn't it? And he specifically was talking about Trump doing it. Ooh, I got gotcha. you. Do you know much about the campaign of 1920? It wasn't all I that clean. I don't know much about the campaign of 1920, and I don't know if Joe does either, but that was the year he chose. I think maybe the, maybe the 1930s, but it was the birth of uh, fascism going on in the world that, about then, I guess. So Anarchy. That might, uh, Bombs were being set what off. what he was thinking of, I'm not sure. Okay, we have to limit but callers to it, three it, minutes. But you got two minutes. And and the 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 film in that is all fuzzy when you look at it because it makes him look fuzzy and out of focus. It's 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 a hack job with quotes taken out of context and everything. 
trying to foment division. That I thought that was the president's speciality. Yeah, it, well, that's what he. That's what Joe was complaining about. So you're not that's at all exactly concerned that Joe he. You're not at all about. concerned that he and is there slipping. Some, uh, there were some uh, riots in the streets in the twenties, I think, too. Yes, there were. So uh, that planted, might have been what he was referring to also. They planted a bomb in the attorney general's home, and, his front steps. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of right-wing extremism going on that gets uh, seems to get less publicity than uh, what the leftists do. Uh, they've uh, The one guy in California was arrested for the officer shooting during the, the protests about the about the Black Lives Matter protests, and he was a member of uh, of a white supremacist group whose goal was to kill police officers, and they used the cover of the protests to do it. And of course, when people when it happened, when it happened, people thought it was. Uh, somebody on the left who had done it because it happened during the protest. But it was actually a right alt group that's using the protests as covers to do it. And that's far more serious than the uproar over the uh, news. But that doesn't get mentioned. Okay. That's, that's not ever on Joe's list of things to bring up in the morning. <laughs> All right, we got another caller on the wait, waiting, so we're done, Chris. Thank and, you so much. Okay, Trump, you, you no, can't no, I, I meant that. Trump's personality <laughs> All right, from we his, gotta from go. his, uh, have a nice weekend, personality. Chris. They're one and the same. Gotcha. Okay. 1920, Perfect. Thank by you. the way, featured uh, Warren G. Harding against James M. Cox for president. Harding won. News Radio 1070 WKOK invites you to visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia. Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. You can select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home, safe and sanitary, and it doesn't get any better than that. The Sunbury Motor Company does sell Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln. they got dozens of perfect vehicles on the lot that have a wide range of colors and selections and models, and they also can order up from Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln the perfect vehicle for you that would make you a happy driver. They give you top dollar for your trade-in. They do it all without ever shaking your hand or seeing you in person. It's a rare opportunity. If you're irritated by salespeople, then you can make your purchase now online. They got a notary service online, and they got all makes of cars and trucks. They got pre-owned vehicles all over the place that are in perfect condition. Master towing service, so you just can't do better than to go to the Sunbury Motor Company, North Fourth Street in Sunbury, or the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15. The biggest address you're going to want to write down, though, is sunburymotors.com. All right, Van, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Good morning. I don't know if you guys have heard Black Lives Matter leader Sean King has put out the, the thought now that all white Jesus uh, pictures in stained glass windows of churches should be removed. So I'm just waiting for the next thing to be these people will go ahead and, and you know burn churches, bash windows out of the churches and so on. You know, like there's tearing down statues, nothing's done about that, the way that so-called chop or chaz, whatever they call it is, nothing seems to be done about that, and they're left just to go on and basically, you know, tearing down the history of this country. So where does it stop? That's a good question. What, what, what satisfies them? You know, you, you brought up, Joe, about they want to change the name of Columbus. You know, what, 
what insanity? What what is that going to change? Just like Aunt Jemima and so on. What is any of that going to change? Not a thing. But it's easier to do that than it is to do the hard work of living a good life and being a good example of how we should all treat one another. Well, I think, That's where I think the rubber meets the road. But I think the people who are advocates for these important changes feel as though that these are uh, the elements of a slow change, that these are uh, the first things you'll do. First of all, we'll try to make sure that our statues and our naming rights go to individuals who are worthy of honor and or properly oh, contextualized. Don't you think desecrating things like that and destroying that is wrong? Yeah, I don't like the destruction or desecration of, uh, I mean, even even the most ardent Confederate monument has some value. It has its tiny spot on the timeline of history of the U.S. Absolutely. More than a tiny spot, a rather large spot. <laughs> right, but it doesn't have to be the most prominent statue there. All right, Van, we'll have to finish Thanks, this Van. in the morning. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Thank You're you, welcome. Joe. We'll see you tomorrow, one see more tomorrow. day, and then we launch into uh, a week we of best of next week. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.